welcome to the After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Connects Education Academy. Our podcast is here to help teachers, leaders and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. Welcome back to our series of After the Bell podcasts, your weekly educational podcast from Connects Academy. Georgie here, Managing Director, returning to focus on our series of podcasts are Andy Bridge, a current Deputy Head Teacher, and Debbie Davis, Head Teacher of Primary School and Experience Senco. Today we continue on the SEND Code of Practice brought to you by Connects Academy. As a learning provider for training and CPD for schools, we are critically aware of developing all staff in the workforce, not just teachers, and this series is aimed at supporting a range of educational stakeholders, leaders, SENCO teachers, teaching assistants, governors and parents. Indeed, colleagues from our social services sector may benefit from these podcasts as well. We're all very aware of the importance of ensuring first-class SEND provision, and today we're delivering our fifth podcast out of 12. We will cover the local offer. A fundamental part of the requirement of the SEND Code of Practice is for all local authorities to create and publish a local offer. In this episode, we consider what a local offer is, what this looks like, and why it is so important as a tool for supporting children with SEND and their families. So Andy, let's begin with a better understanding of what the local offer is. Can you start us off, please? Yeah, of course. Hi, Georgie. Hi there. Hi. So as you know, we're we're framing all this around the SEND Code of Practice, um, published in 2015, which is our statutory guidance for all organisations and agencies that work with children and young people with special educational needs. And one key part of that Code of Practice, um, as you said in your introduction there, is this requirement that all local authorities create and publish the local offer um, and that was really one of the key components of the reforms made to the SEND system and the, it, this isn't anything complex it's it's one comprehensive source of information to help parents carers and young people see what the services and what the support is that's available to them and the family within their area so within the local offer which is just a, a website that each local authority publishes, there's got to be information in there about education, health, social care, and it's got to cover the full range of children from birth to the age of 25. It's going to cover statutory things such as schools and healthcare, but also support services, voluntary organisations, support groups, recreational activities, um, family drop-in sessions, portage services. It's absolutely huge and The idea is that it's just all of the information that family might need in one clear, accessible place so that they can click on that one place, see all of the support that's available um, and remove some of the stress, remove some of the searching and just see it laid out really comprehensively so that they can understand how they can access support, um, assessment, identification of needs, what provision there is for schooling, education, healthcare, specialist services, therapies, um, support in the family home, all of those things in in one place. Thank you so much, Andy. I think that was uh, quite a whistle-stop tour about what the local offer is. And it sounds like a comprehensive package, actually. So, Debbie, does does it change a lot? Um, 
Well, local authorities are required to involve children and young people and parents in the development and review of the local offer to ensure that it meets the needs of the local community. And the local offer should be regularly updated and made available online, ensuring it's really easily accessible to all. And by providing a transparent and comprehensive overview of services, like Andy said, um, and support that's available locally, the local offer it aims to really empower families to enable them to make more informed choices about the support for their child um, and they can look and browse and it's it's so comprehensive and it's it's very good uh, as we unpick this podcast i'm sure that people will become really interested in what the local offer actually is that sounds fantastic do, do does every authority have to have one i'm just thinking that if you live on the border of other authorities, you could benefit from a wider range. Do you have any examples, Debbie? Of course. So here are some examples of, of what is often available for children, let's say with, with autism. So there are sensory play sessions. Many local authorities offer dedicated sensory play sessions for autistic children. Uh, these sessions can provide really safe and stimulating environments where children can engage in sensory activities and, and promote the development and well-being. And these activities may include exploring different textures, for example, playing with light or sound or using a sensory, sensory equipment such as swings, trampolines and sensory rooms. And these sessions are often facilitated by trained professionals who understand the specific need of autistic children and can provide appropriate support and guidance. And it was interesting that you said, you know, you might be on the border. I live on the border of several local authorities and I, I find it really beneficial to me because when I'm looking for uh, the local offers, if I can't find something that I want in one local authority, I just look at the other one and I often add, I find what I need and that's what I would advise parents and SENCOs and teachers to do if, if they're looking for something that they can't particularly find in one LA. Great, a great piece of advice actually there, Debbie, thank you. But And also what about sort of developing social skills, Andy, because I know that's really quite important as well. Yeah, again, so a lot of local offers will include things like workshops that might help children develop um, their communication skills social interaction skills and you know it might be things like role playing exercises structured activities uh, it could be supporting children to initiate maintain conversations and and all of those things that we've talked about there are, are kind of non-statutory they're voluntary they're you know it's not like school that you're expected to attend these are just things that are on offer if parents and, and carers think that that might be helpful for them and their child it, it, you know it's, it's part of that catalogue of support that's all in um one place and it's interesting you know Debbie like the variance between some areas like you were saying where you're based then you can access different local offers and find the support that you need and it's really helpful whereas it's one of these postcode lottery things because I hear from other parents that perhaps live in one local authority but their child attends school in the next that they can sometimes feel like pushed from pillar to post with one LA saying oh no you need to contact the local authority where they go to school and that, that authority saying, ah, but you live in that postcode, so that's not, we can't provide that service, that should be where you live that are providing that. And I think it's um, sad that there is that element of discrepancy based on where people live currently, what experience with some of this um, local offer that they're getting. That is a shame. I mean, it, 
hopefully that again will expand as um it's you know as they start to sort of understand the importance of this so debbie is a former senko you will have checked out the local offer many times i'm sure can you give us some real life examples of activities yeah so if i go into my local authority area you can find activities now and i'll just list a few and and give you some examples so artistic children's evening and siblings um artistic dungeons and dragons club asd social clubs uh, all all aboard art clubs asperger's youth club bright lights uh, cast youth theater uh, care to dance and, and the list goes on and on these are only a few things that, that i tapped into circle of friends death children's society um it goes on and on and it's just a snapshot but it really is excellent what you can look at in terms of the activities and actually coming back to the borderline and the different LAs some activities you can just access anyway because they're, they're businesses of other people so you can look and you can find lots around as well so yeah there's, there's quite a lot going off there so yeah does that answer your question Georgie yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Debbie. And is it just limited to activities like Debbie's covered or, um, you know, is there is there other sort of support involved? No, absolutely. It's really broad. So like Debbie mentioned, one key area is those kind of voluntary activities. But um, there's a lot of information on there. They tend to look like, um, like a menu of options, if you like, and you can click into the different sections and read in more detail. So um, there will be the activities and leisure section, but there'll be um, things about managing money and if your child is if you're entitled to any benefits um, because of your child's SEN or disability you can get information about that on there there might be um, information about specialist services um, information for young carers uh, guidance on how to support your child as they prepare for adulthood and move into post 16 and college and work um, we know that some children with SEN because they need to attend a specialist provision, they might not attend a, a local school. So there'll be information on there about how you can be supported with taxis and transport and other systems to support your child to get to school. And um, there'll be things on there about health visitors and early years inclusion workers and alternative provision for schools. So it's really, really broad. And as I said, it's a bit of a catalogue, really. You can just click in and read the area that is of interest to you at that time. So if, so if I just went in and just picked one, for example, it would give you more detail about what's included in that. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Let's imagine you you go onto your local authority website, the local offer, and you click into Portage and you might have never heard of Portage and have no idea what it is. And then you'll click into it um, and, and it'll give us some information. So say, for example, Portage is a home visiting educational service for children aged zero to four with special educational needs. So this isn't you taking them out to, to a club or an activity. This is a specialist worker coming to your house and working with the child and the parents and the carers within the home, um, supporting them with learning, playing, participation, removing any barriers, um, just, just giving that kind of wraparound support to the family, but within the home. And, and as a parent, if you were um, struggling with an aspect of your child's needs and feeling a little bit overwhelmed and lost. I mean, I, I know um, 
you know, as a parent of young children, sometimes I worry about taking my kids out to different clubs and activities because you, you know, you worry now they're going to behave, are they going to run away, are they going to participate? And the idea of being able to access this support within your home might be really reassuring for some parents. It certainly sounds it. And and I think um, it's great to know that this, again, additional support is out there for um, parents who uh, who have children with SEND needs. And I think um, it relates also back to the SENDIAS portal that we were discussing last week. So um, thank you so much for sharing uh, that sort of quick overview. Debbie, is there any kind of final takeaways that you'd share with this? Yeah, I think for me, when you look, what, Let's go back to the activities, for instance. It, it doesn't just say the activity name. When you go in again, like like Andy says, you click on and it tells you everything, where it is, what what's offered, um, it, all the information that you need to ascertain whether that's right for your child. So it's it's really good and it gives you a really good insight into what's around in terms of activities. And then again, more holistically about the things that Andy's talked about. But for me, what I would do is I would get my computer and I would search local offer for your local um, authority and I'd just go on and have a play and have a look around it because, you know, don't be scared of it because it's got lots of um, different areas that you can log into because it can be quite overwhelming at, at first and just go in and have a look and um navigate it yourself and then try another local authority as well and see what's available i know that um, i've been involved in running courses for um level three senko uh, the level three senko qualification and lots of the learning that's happened has been about the local offer and what people have said to me when we've got to the evaluations at the end of the courses is I'm so glad that I learned about the local offer. It's fantastic. I'm bringing mm -hmm. it into my practice. I'm using it every day. It's opened my world, really. So, you know, just go ahead, navigate it. You can't break it and just go and find <laughs> out what you can find. Absolutely. And I think it's great because there's resources there for sort of all different stakeholders as well, isn't it? It's not just sort of designed for teachers or, or you know, one size fits all. It's for everybody. So, uh, yeah, it's a great sort of community hub in a, in a way. Thank you both for joining us today and, and sort of explaining what the local offer is um, for SEND support. And in our next podcast regarding SEND code of practice, we're actually going to focus in on early years SEND support and looking forward to having that discussion. But before I leave you, I just thought I'd share a, an anonymous qu quote from a parent about their local offer. The local offer has been a lifeline for our family. It has provided us with a clear roadmap of support and services available for our children with special educational needs and disabilities. It has empowered us to make informed decisions, connect with relevant professionals and access the necessary resources to help our children thrive. The local offer has not only given us hope, but has also shown us that our child's unique abilities and potential are valued and supported by our community. It has truly made a positive difference in our lives and has given us a sense of inclusion, knowing that we are not alone on this journey. The local offer is an invaluable resource that ensures our child's needs are met and they, their future is filled with possibilities. I think that's purely magical, actually, that quote. Mm -hmm.
You can pick up our After the Bell podcast that are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts about all things educational. Listen to this while you're walking the dog, in your daily commute or as your focus for the day. Thank you for listening to After the Bell. Thank you.